Buckle up because we have a packed show today. John Stewart caught lying about the veterans burn pits bill, an extra $400 billion slush fund that he's trying to sneak in there with his buddies. So we have a ton of stories. Meanwhile, Nancy Pelosi, Speaker Pelosi, laughing all the way to the bank as Taiwan is set to burn. We have so much for you. But first, make sure you go get your copy, secure your copy of The College Scam by Charlie Kirk. It just hit number four on Amazon. So thank you for all the work you're doing. Remember, all the proceeds from this book sale go to TPUSA. So go collegescam.com. The web portal has been set up for you and established how America's universities are bankrupting and brainwashing away the future of America's youth. Collegescam.com. Well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard today's edition of Human Events Daily, powered by Turning Point USA. Today is August 1st, 2022, Anno Domini. Today's top headline, John Stewart caught by me dropping the receipts, lying about the veterans burn pits bill. Next, Speaker Pelosi planning to laugh all the way to the bank with her millions in semiconductor stocks as Taiwan burns. Next, the suspects in the Ethan Liming case were only charged with manslaughter after they murdered a teenager at the LeBron James School in Akron. And finally, a court has rejected Google's attempt to dismiss Rumble's antitrust lawsuit, ensuring vast discovery in the case. All this and more ahead, Human Events Daily. How does the Democrats play a budgetary trick, which is they took... $400 $400 billion in, in discretionary spending, and they shifted it to mandatory. The reason they did that is they want to spend $400 billion more discretionary funds on completely unrelated matters. And so it's just part of the out-of-control spending from the left. And Before I get you to respond, I mean, the unrelated matters is just not true. This, is, this, this money, even when you create the bigger pool, still only can be spent on veterans. Uh, but anyway, go that, ahead. That's correct. Yes. Well, the difference between mandatory and discretionary is that he's just that's just a word salad that he's spewing into his coffee cup on his way to God knows where. Uh, as veterans sit in Washington, D.C., in the sweltering heat, demanding that they pass this legislation that they've been fighting for for 15 years. So you may have seen online this weekend, if you were if you, unless you were hiding under a rock, that I got into it with left-wing comedian John Stewart. Now, John Stewart is known for his history of supporting left-wing causes, left-wing candidates, mocking people who are on the right, mocking people who are conservatives. He's made an entire career out of it, and he's also gone on to create such people as Stephen Colbert and really the whole genre that that Jimmy Kimmel and Seth Meyers and all these guys do, the weaponization of comedy. John Stewart was the progenitor of this. But John Stewart has also gotten involved in this something called the Veterans Burn Pits Bill, and this is referred to as the PAC Act. And we caught John Stewart, I caught John Stewart lying about this over the weekend. What did I find? I had a friend who reached out to me, and she said that her brother had been harassing her parents and just repeating all this John Stewart stuff. Well, John Stewart says Republicans hate veterans. John Stewart says Republicans just want veterans to suffer. And John Stewart says this, and it's it's terrible. And you people are are are, are terrible too because you're conservative and you hate them and all this stuff. And it's like, whoa, all right, let's let's check out what's actually going on in the bill, right? So here's the the gimmick. And it pains me because Senator Toomey from my home state of Pennsylvania was the guy who was actually taking the lead on this, but his comms just don't exist. And I guess he's not really that cognizant of how you should communicate in the first place. He couldn't actually explain this. I went into the bill. So it's, it's this bill about burn pits. And are we going to put money aside 
for funding the veterans who are affected by burn pits. Uh, as a veteran myself, I do have friends, personal friends, people that I know in that I served with or just know in my, my everyday life that have been affected by these things. Um, lung issues, hair and nails falling out issues, the whole rash of medical effects from this, right? Serious problem. But that's not what Jon Stewart is focusing on. He's focusing on politicizing things because there was a vote last week after this has gone between the House and the Senate that came back and there were Republican senators who said that they didn't support it and they wanted to change because they said they pointed out that there was a $400 billion carve out in this bill, which if it was passed as is, it was a budgetary gimmick that would then give the Senate an extra $400 billion in discretionary spending that they could spend between now and the midterms. Which party controls the, mid, uh, the Senate right now? I think we all know. So, of course, their side is going to say, why would we let you have an extra $400 billion between now and the elections in a midterm year? That doesn't make sense. And so they said, no, we're not going to vote for this until you change the provision back. At that point, John Stewart started jumping in, screaming his head off, insulting people, complaining, whining. At one point, I think it was on Newsmax, he admits, he admits that the $400 billion is in there, but says that they should vote for it anyway, you know, just because. Because trust me, bro. Because trust me, bro. Not good enough, John. It's not good enough. You are the one who is politicizing things. If you actually cared about veterans, if you actually cared about veterans, John, why not just sit down with people across the aisle? Why not just sit down with people that have disagreements about the procedure and the accounting for this money and work it out? Why not just sit down and work out? But you didn't do that, John. You went on Twitter. You went on the news. You went everywhere you could to attack people. Why? Because you don't actually care about the veteran. Maybe you do on some level, but what you care about more is your side winning and you becoming a political weaponized tool. Why? Because that's what you are, John Stewart. You're a tool. You've always been a tool. You were a tool since you went back on Crossfire and said that the two sides shouldn't talk to each other and debate anymore because you don't care about doing that. All you want to do is win and you want to shout down people and be the loudest voice in the room. Well, I just dropped the receipts on you. The CBO has two different scores, one for the House, one for the Senate. They backed up everything that Senator Cruz and everything that Senator Toomey were saying. So I'm sorry, sir, but you are a tool. This is Jack Posobiec. I'm here with Tim Jensen of Grunstyle and... Hello. John Stewart is also here. John Stewart and I have decided to come to agreement. Have we not, John? Yes, sir. I, Our, lost, I lost my temper a little bit. I felt like I was being <laughs> trolled. And uh, I realized that the important thing is you just got to get this done for these guys and get them over the finish line to get the health care they need. We're at 98%. Let's get it over the last 2%, please. Is Absolutely. that fair? Fair. You shake on it? 7-5, brother. Do or die. Yeah, I don't know about you guys, but I'm getting sick of these woke companies, woke movies, woke Disney, woke everything that's going on out there. And here's how it works. And I think people get this. If we want to change this nation, we have to change the way the marketplace works. Woke corporations are seeking to divide us. 
Big banks are freezing the accounts of people who disagree with their political views, and our supply chain is dependent on countries that actively work against our values, like the CCP. It is time for a change, and that starts with you and your wallet. So take action. Human Events Daily is proud to partner with Public Square, the largest directory of freedom-loving businesses that our nation has ever seen. It's, it's so simple to use. Just download the Public Square app, and then you can connect with other freedom-loving Americans in your local community or your area and businesses that share your values. And it could be this could be as simple as a restaurant that buys locally, a coffee shop that took a stand against the mandates, or a bank that will not cancel you. Public Square is an excellent guide for this. You can download it from the Apple App Store or Google Play. Then you can create your free account, blah, blah, blah. You get your search. It's so easy to use. By the way, if you own a business, you can list your business on Public Square as well. So get this app, Public Square. The link will be in the description. Speaker Pelosi, you got caught. You got caught running game. You got caught in you and your husband and your little inside trading deals. You got caught. You got busted. And now what you're trying to do is use the people of Taiwan as a pawn in your little games to get rich. Crypto Whales got the tweet up this morning. Nancy Pelosi's visit to Taiwan is expected to cost taxpayers over $90 million in security, allocation of U.S. military presence, and more. And all of this was for her to get a private tour of the NVIDIA chip factory after she purchased millions in shares using insider info. What? The NVIDIA chip factory? I thought this was all about standing up to the CCP. I thought this was all about being pro-democracy and standing up and being the good person. I thought this was the Nancy Pelosi who went to Tiananmen Square in 1991 and unfurled a pro-democracy banner. That was back at the beginning of her career, right? What's she doing now? Unusual Whale has has the tweet up from about two weeks ago. Unusual Whales. The Pelosi's have $20,000 in shares in NVIDIA worth millions after yesterday's stock disclosures. Yesterday, Nancy Pelosi came out of finalizing, in favor of finalizing, the Chips Plus bill, a comprehensive semiconductor bill for $52 billion. You get it? They knew the bill was going to pass. So then they went in on NVIDIA. Then she's talking about going to Taiwan. Why? Because that's where the semiconductor manufacturing plant is. And then she knew if she exacerbated tensions, hit the scarcity on this, then they get the subsidies. Boom. Semiconductor market goes through the roof. Her shares are now worth 10x, 20x what they were. It was a scam. It was a semiconductor pump and dump scheme. And you didn't care about the effect on the people of Taiwan or the people of the United States. You cared about your wallet. This is how it goes. The Pelosi's have been pawns of the CCP or the highest bidder for a long time. It's the same with the Bidens. They don't care if they're doing a deal with the CCP. They don't care if they're doing a deal with the Russians. They don't do care if it's Ukrainian oligarchs in the green shipments out of Odessa. They don't care. All right. This is the problem with these politicians and their political families with insider training. And by the way, Congresswoman AOC actually agrees with me on this. So I'll tell you what, I agree with AOC on this one. These congressmen and they, these leaders and their families should not be involved in this stuff. 
So you got all these people out there, these quote unquote America first people simping for Nancy Pelosi. Well, they're saying Pelosi's going over. We're going to stand up, stand up to the CCP. We're going to do this. We're going to stand up. We're going to stay. It's about semiconductors. Guys, stop getting played. Don't simp for her. Don't do this. You're getting played. She's playing you like a fiddle. Her landing in Taiwan was supposed to be the grand finale, the denouement of her entire career. And then she could go back and say, don't worry about all that insider training that my husband and I did. Don't worry about that. Look at me. I started my career going to Tiananmen Square. I ended my career going to Taiwan. Look how great I am. Don't look at my bank. Don't look at the insider trading. Don't look at all those semiconductor stocks. Oh, and I know they're saying, oh, well, they dumped the stock. They're going to get them back. They're going to get them back or they're going to buy them through some kind of shell company, right? You really think that you're going to beat them at this? You really think that you can trust these people after everything that we've been through? After everything that we've exposed, after everything that we've walked through over the last just six years, the amount of exposing and revelation that have come out on this, you think that magically, all of a sudden, Speaker Nancy Pelosi is going to wake up on the side of the angels with this? The woman who was laughing with her, you know, you know, her designer ice cream while everybody was starving in the pandemic. That's what you you think you can trust her. And you know what? Fine. If that's who you think you can trust, you can go fine. I'm going to go. For me, it's America first. For me, I'm not going to go and get on the Pelosi plane or the Pelosi train because I'm not doing it. I'm just I'm not there with you. And please, by the way, please try to tell me, you know, Please go ahead and question my credentials when it comes to China. Of all things, I'm not one of those guys who runs around saying, well, I know this, I know that. But please try to question my credentials on China. Come on, bring it. We're at King's School, or no, we're at uh, the I Promise School in Akron, Ohio. Okay. Our friend just got knocked out. Okay. We don't know what to do. Uh, what is your name? Okay, is, are, is there a fight happening there now? Hey, man. We're sorry, man. We didn't mean it. Sorry, what was that? Is there a fight going on? Uh, there was. Okay, are the other people still there? Yeah, it's all good. It's okay, though. It's cool now. It's cool now. Okay. Is your friend unconscious? Yeah. Is he breathing? Is he breathing? Yeah. Yeah, he's breathing. He's breathing. Okay. Are you with him now? Yeah. How old is he? I'm not trying to fight, How old is he? So the Ethan Lyman case out of Akron, Ohio. This is a case that we've been following from the start. Um, Human Events Daily's been there. We were the ones that really took that 911 call that you just heard and put it out for a nationwide audience. And we've been beating the drum of trying to understand what's going on here because LeBron James, who is the founder of this school, the I Promise School in Akron, he's been very outspoken, very, very outspoken when it comes to issues involving children, when it comes to issues involving minors, when it comes to people being killed, extremely outspoken. Politics in general. Well, not so much for the CCP, but you know what I'm saying. But he doesn't have very much to say about this, which is a murder that took place at his own school. But this is amazing now because, and remember the case, if you haven't been following it, 
Ethan Liming and his friends showed up to a basketball game that was being played at that school. It was after hours. A couple of the kids in the car were firing these water pellets, these water gel pellets, at kids on the court. Started a fight. I should say kids on the court. I shouldn't say because people playing on the court were, these are all teenagers. The guys on the court, um, 18, 19, 20, 21. And so they get into a scuffle. They fight Ethan Liming. We are told, according to the evidence that we have right now, Ethan Liming was not supposedly the one who was firing anything. He was driving the car. He did not fire at anybody. He didn't get involved in the fight. But when they came back to confront Liming and his friends, that's when Ethan Liming got out of the car and they beat him to death. They beat him to death in the parking lot. Now, their lawyer, good lawyer, by the way, he's calling self-defense. Okay, sure. Let's, let's hear it out in court. But we're not going to now. Because now, the grand jury has come out in Akron, and I don't know what they're doing out there, but they have just dropped the murder charges on all three individuals who had been charged with murder initially, and now they're being charged with lesser charges. They're being charged with two counts of involuntary manslaughter, felony involuntary manslaughter and misdemeanor assault, and two misdemeanor assault charges. And that's it. That's it. It's a different country. What can I tell you? It's an absolute different country. Your son could be beaten to death in a basketball court at a school parking lot founded and funded by LeBron James, number one NBA star in the entire country. And you... And the people who did it, the assailants, won't even be charged with murder. LeBron James, he might throw you a little tweet about how he's sorry about it, but he won't demand justice. He's nowhere to be found on this story now. They're trying to make it go away. Why? It's simple. Because they don't want headlines of a murder at the LeBron James school. It all comes down to money. They want the money to keep coming in for the school. Well, where was the school for Ethan Liming? Where was the school when it came to security of this parking lot at the end of the day? Where was the school saying, we demand justice? These people, are you, are you going to hold a rally? Are you going to say they need to be charged? You're not going to do that. You're not going to do any of that stuff because this is our country now. And you have to understand there are two sets of laws. There are laws for the people that are in power. And there's another set of laws for everyone else. And if you go and commit murder, Sometimes, look like in this case, you won't even be charged with murder. You'll only be charged with manslaughter. And let's see if the charges even stick. You watch, they're going to rig this thing completely from the start. And this will lead to more people being killed. In speculation that you might start your own social media platforms. Are you considering that? I am. I'm looking at it. We're looking at different platforms. We have a lot of people that want to come on existing platforms. They have to be strong. They can't be dominated by Amazon and by uh, Google and people that can take them off the air right away. And you do need antitrust. You have to do something about it. Score one for Rumble. They've got a hook in the white whale of Moby Dick. But the Moby Dick here is Google. And the Ahab might actually just be Rumble CEO Chris Pavlovsky. Because he's one of the very first people that I've, I've ever heard of, and Glenn Greenwald's got the story up at his Substack, to actually get a lawsuit that is going to be heard 
before a judge and they've passed the initial bar. They're opening up discovery in the case. Huge legal victory for Rumble against Google. What's the case about? Let me back up. As you may know, you might actually be watching this video on Rumble. I hope you are. That Rumble is a platform that allows freedom of speech. YouTube, of course, is not. Um, you go on YouTube, you're not allowed to say certain things. We all know that. We all know the rules. Rumble takes that away. As long as you're saying something that's lawful, that's consistent with the First Amendment, federally, legally protected speech, lawful speech, you are not going to get banned on Rumble. Of course, we know that's not the case on YouTube because they exist to censor you. But here's the problem. Google owns YouTube. And what does this mean? Because Google owns and controls, they have a monopoly on the search engine traffic in the entire country, probably the entire West, all uses Google. We use as a verb, Google this, Google that. They, Rumble is claiming that Google is ranking YouTube results faster and higher than Rumble results. So let's say you're going to search for a Rumble video and you know the title and I say, hey, go check out this thing on Rumble. Type it into the Google platform. It's going to divert you to YouTube. You type in anything on the Google platform and you click video, it's going to divert you to YouTube, of course, because this is Google's model. But what Rumble is pointing out is because they have a monopoly on the stranglehold, this is a violation of the Sherman Antitrust Act. We're going way, way back on this one. We are going back to the days of President Teddy Roosevelt, the populist, the first populist nationalist president, maybe since the founders, to say that we are going to, we are going to bust the trusts and that what Google is doing is violating antitrust acts. We also know, by the way, I mean, think of it, right? Google controls which apps can be on the Android platform because you have to go through the Play Store, the Google Play Store. That means that let's say they want to kick Rumble off. Well, that would be a violation of this as well because they own YouTube and Rumble is a direct competitor to YouTube. I'm sure Apple's going to like that, of course. <laughs> Apple likes all of this, by the way, because of course, Apple's greatest competitor at all is, is Google. So it's like the enemy of my enemy is my friend and all this. But look at some of the numbers. And Glenn Greenwald has provided them in the Substack. Rumble has exploded from 1 million active users last summer to now more than 30 million. And that's visits in the United, just the United States alone to the site grew from about 200,000 in the last week of July 2020 to nearly 19 million by the summer of 2021. So we're actually seeing this year's last year's numbers. We might even see even more numbers. Oh, no, wait, actually, they're saying, yeah, no, no, that's summer 2021. So that's 2021 numbers, 19 million per week. A serious move. Rumble is rising through the charts. Ditch YouTube, get on Rumble. This is the wave of the future. And it's certainly a place that I like to watch videos with my kids and maybe even a couple episodes of Human Events Daily. And that's all the time we have here for Human Events Daily. Remember, I promise our oath, our solemn vow to you, be good, be brief, be gone. Your homework for us, share this out with one, just one of your normie friends, and then leave us your five-star review, Apple, Spotify, wherever you go to get your podcast. And by the way, I hope you listened to the Ukraine special that dropped yesterday with me and my brother. And we got some really, really good content and comments from it. And so I really appreciate that. Hopefully we'll be doing more of these uh, interview episodes, Sunday specials. We'll let you know when that comes up. But what do we talk about today? John Stewart, comedian, left-wing comedian, caught lying about the burn pits bill by yours truly. Zero Hedge gave us the write-up. Next, Speaker Pelosi laughing all the way to the bank. 
as Taiwan is set to burn. Third, the suspects in the Ethan Lyman case charged with just manslaughter after brutally murdering a teenager at LeBron James School. And finally, the court has rejected Google's attempt to dismiss Rumble's antitrust lawsuit, ensuring vast discovery. We got a big week ahead. I'm going to be flying out to Phoenix immediately after the show today. So I'm going to be in Phoenix for a couple of days. Then I'm going to be in CPAC Dallas. We will be doing the show throughout the week. A couple of stuff. I've got some interviews planned. We've got a huge, huge packed week. So stay tuned. Do not stop listening to Human Events Daily. But before we go, as always, of course, it's time for today's history break. On this day, August 1st, 1944, the Warsaw Uprising. With chants of Warszawa Walsh, the Polish Home Army, numbering 40,000 Polish patriots, began shooting at German troops in the streets. And this included men, women, children, fighting back against the Nazi occupation of the capital city of Poland. The Nazis then set eight divisions in to battle and slaughter the Poles. The Poles at the time did not receive assistance from the Allies. And two months later, the rebellion was crushed and Warsaw was destroyed. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, you have my permission to lay ashore.